You're listening to Finn Too Deep. To a back to throw, blitz coming, and get to him. No, he takes off running, and he's he in. It. Touchdown, Miami! With the sixth pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Miami Dolphins select Jalen Waddle. Giving you unfiltered, informed, and controversial takes on the Miami Dolphins and the NFL Draft. Here's Reason and Neil. Welcome, everyone, as we dive back fin too deep with myself, Reason, and I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Neil. Neil, the Dolphins are coming off of a 20-7 victory, a 13-point margin. I know a lot of people expected more, expected better. And there, you know, there was the potential on the field to see, you know, 30 or more points. We'll get into all that in a second. But listen, at the end of the day, a dub is a dub, especially under a new regime, with a new offense, with new players, new pieces put in together. Um, how you feeling, Lau? I know there's a lot of people out there on social media platforms dissecting every two a throw like it's a Zapooter film, and they're trying to figure out who shot JFK from the grassy knoll. But, you know, and they're just out here sucking the joy out of, out of a, a big win against a division rival. Who, Neil, might I add, yes, Mac in that offense might have looked inept, but that defense is still fantastic. I don't know what people are talking about. Um, you know, how are you feeling? You know, I listen, I'm dealing with all the nonsense, but I'm still loving the fact that we're one to know heading in um, to a tough matchup in your homeland, my friend. Yeah, you know, I, I think it's one of those things, man, where, I, you know, I might have to take the season off Twitter just because it's just it, it's just too much venom out there. Uh, you know, the way, the way I look at it is, you know, the score can tell one story and, you know, we all wanted more points. And I think there was a couple opportunities to put more points on the board, but at no point of the game, ever since Xavier Howard owned Devonte Parker, tipped that ball to Javon Holland, the dolphins from there were in cruise control and were in control of the game, the entire game. And I, I don't really care who is on the Patriots. It's Bill Belichick. He's the greatest coach in NFL history. And, when you give him a whole offseason to scheme against you and you come out there and you win the game, I mean, you take a win in the division, you know, and we heard all offseason that Mac Jones was this le- legitimate N- MVP candidate and how the story changed so fast because welcome to reality, Mac Jones isn't that good. And, you know, we heard all these Patriots fans bashing Tua Tunga Valoa. Man, I, I mean, did Tua miss some throws? Sure. Was Tua better than Mac Jones? Absolutely. And, you know, it, we'd be having a lot different of a conversation if the season started off 0-1. So, you know, wins in the NFL are sacred, and it takes every win to get you into that playoff. You know, we know this as Dolphin fans that have missed the playoffs the last two years by one game, right? Like, I'll never be upset when this team wins and handles their business. And, you know, I hope that we start hitting some more of those plays. New offense, new coach, game one, everyone's a little rusty. Not everyone played the preseason like they used to. Um, you know, I even hear locally, uh, hear Lamar Jackson today saying like, man, my legs were stiff because I didn't really play this preseason. Right. So like these guys need some time to get acclimated as well, but Hey, want to know big, big road game coming up, uh, this week here in my homeland in Baltimore. Um, yep. so, you know, I'm excited about that, man. And Let's you know, we've it. been talking, we've been talking offline about this, right? The next three games are huge, not just for Tua Tungvalu, but for the Miami Dolphins and, uh, you know, 
ball at Baltimore at home versus the Bills on the road on Thursday night football against Cincinnati. I mean, that's a murderer row. That's three of the probably four or five best teams in the AFC, right? You enter the first four games, you come out two and two, and you're sitting pretty. You know, right. you're three Especially and one. I'll spot that schedule. Yeah. Right. And if you come out three and one, you know, then we're having a much different conversation. Yeah. I mean, but, you know, even the worst case scenario right now of one and three, I mean, it's a lot different than starting off 0 and 4. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. I I just think, I, you know, let, let's see how it plays we're in good out. Shape. We're good, in good shape already heading into this. Really, because we got a really tough start to the end. The, the, you know, the first four games are tough and the last six are really tough. You know yeah. what I mean? So that, that middle of the schedule, right? That's that that's seven games in the middle of the schedule is where you can make up a lot of ground. Um, Listen, I want to start off. You mentioned something. Let's start off with the Patriots game. Um, so two or three for 270 yards, had some bats, had some very poor and inexcusable decision-making moments under duress, um, where it almost cost him a few fumbles. Um, you know, I'm not going to put that blindside strip on him. I'm talking about the ones late in the game. Then he had that, you know, that almost, that should have been pick where, you know, he was bootlegging it and big block by Ingold on the play. And instead of flipping his hips, resetting his feet and hitting Waddle on a crosser, he forced it late to Waddle, and it really should have been picked. So there's very bad decision making in, you know, due to him, but also a few times, um, you know, multiple times due to pressure, which the offensive line allowed 11. There were a little, uh, there were a few missed plays on the field. Also, that miscommunication early on, where Neil, I don't know if you saw the angle that someone tagged me in online on Twitter, but it's clear that it looks like it hit. When we're talking about Tipgate, it looks like it, it's clear almost it hit. Um, Judon's face mask actually is what it looked like um, when, when you watch that angle. But anyways, nonetheless, you know he still put up t- 270 yards because he showed he showed he flashed that efficiency, right? And again, you know, I said to you when we started talking, I said, hey, you know what? Do me a favor, punch in 270 times 17 in the calculator. We came up to 4,590 yards. Okay, so you know people out here complaining when he's on pace for 4,600 yards already. Um, now listen. I think just like the offensive line, Tua and others, like, you know, there were a few times I know you were there, that deep dig in the late in the fourth quarter, we're inside our 10, that deep dig where um, you remember where Tyreek had to stretch out for a little bit and he, and he sure. didn't make the catch. You know, Tyreek rounded off his route. He didn't flatten out at the top of his stem, and that was thrown to be on a flat dig. And they talked about a post game too. And even still, I freeze framed it when I broke down the film on inside the NFL. He got both hands under it, uh, Neil. So should have made the catch, but everyone had something to clean up coming out of that game. That's what I'm trying to say. It's the first game when we had all the starters in a new offense playing together. I mean, look at McDaniel. McDaniel's got the stuff to clean up because Neil, remember last year when when last offseason when Tua admitted that he, you know, didn't know when he was really throwing Gailey under the bus, his playbook really, really well. They tried to label it as a stupid, not a football IQ, can't understand a playbook. But then we go to find out that they were having headset issues because McDaniel was getting play calls in too late and the headset was getting caught off. So Tua was having to improvise the offense and run plays, but no one's talking about that. Instead, they want to nitpick and overanalyze a few throws and just try try to label it, you know, the arm strength stuff going on. So it's just been an up and down, up and down, up and down, man, really like, you know, well, 72 you- hours, 96 hours since we won. And honestly, Neil, it's insufferable at times when it's like, listen, we won for an offense coming away. Listen, the NFL average for this past weekend was 11.1 
drives per team. We only had eight. Three of those we scored on, and one of them at the end of the game, let's be honest, Neil, we both agreed, whether touchdown or field goal, we were going to punch in that last drive, but we ended up kneeling it out. So technically we had four drives where we would have scored on half of our drives, all right? And if we would have hit the league average, that means we would have scored out of 11 point one we'd score on about 5.55 right of of our our drive so that means you're scoring on half that's a very good number in the nfl now obviously you don't want them to be majority or all field goals but i don't think that's going to be the case i mean and another thing neil i i I, neil how long has this fan base been waiting for Tua? perfect ball placement on a slant to waddle all the way to the house, splitting defenders. The stuff we saw at Alabama. How long we and we get that, and on a fourth and aggressive balls to the wall call by our coach, that Flores would never do. He would have put Jacoby Brissett out there or something, and 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 we get that. And you were there. I'm sure the place went nuts. But like all these joys are being nitpicked out of it because, you know. Our quarterback didn't throw for 350 and four touchdowns, Neil. Well, as long as this Tua debate's going on, it's going to be miserable to be a Dolphins fan on Twitter. I mean, it's just that's the the simplicity of it, right? Like, It's not just Twitter. It's Facebook. It's YouTube. It's Instagram. It's it's everywhere. everywhere. And and that's why it's just like, you know. uh, And what's funny is the national media was praising us this week, Neil. The national media was actually praising Tua and us this week for the most part. You know, I, I took a 60-day hiatus over the summer, and it was really refreshing. And, and it sucks because there's a lot of good people that you interact with, you know, that aren't there to go to war. They just want to see this team win. And, and you know, what I told you before we jumped on here, this team hasn't won a, a, a playoff game in 20 years. We haven't had a legitimate starting quarterback in 20 years, if, if you want to take out one season of Chad Pennington. And, look, I'm not even counting Ryan Tannehill as a legitimate starter here. He didn't, he didn't live up to the hype that he was supposed to be here, right? So – at the end of the day, like all of a sudden we're entitled to be owed the next Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen. Like they just grow on trees and they're easy to produce. Like at the end of the day, the quarterback's going to be Tua Tungavaloa for this football season. And whether we make the playoffs or not, like he's going to have the opportunity to get us there or fail. But like every week, if we go through this whole drill of every throw, like we watched tonight's game, Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes are probably two of the five best quarterbacks on planet Earth. But they all missed a lot of throws tonight, too. And that's just the way. You know, the, the crazy thing about football, the other team tries. <laughs> it's not Madden on rookie. You can't take three steps and throw 80-yard bombs all day. That's not how it works in the NFL. The other coaches scheme. They try to eliminate things. I think there's a big part of Tua's game when he's holding on to that ball. And try, he's, he's, he, he knows the noise. He's a competitor, man. He, Tua wants more than anything to go out there and be like, anyone who's doubted me, watch this. And sometimes when you do that, you hold on to the ball too long and you do it. You know, I think the beautiful thing about this is that Mike McDaniel is so supportive of Tua. I, I mean, I couldn't be more impressed with Mike McDaniel through one, one week. When he got that game ball in that locker room, man, tear-jerking stuff, everything that organiz- organization has been through with the loss of Jason Jenkins and Mike McDaniel, young guy, comes in, gets his team. They believe in him. He's a player's coach. He's got Tua, you know, playing, you know, whether we like it or not, if you look at what we did in the opening game against New England last year, Tua actually was almost twice as good as he was in the opener last year. Can so, I say something to you, Neil? I just want to put this out because I'm going to tweet this in the morning. We're recording this Thursday night late. I'm going to tweet this in the morning, all right, Neil? I just want to put things into perspective. I want your reaction 
I don't want you to move off. I don't want you to say, I want to hear what your response to this. Okay. Yep. Let's put things into perspective for a second. Okay. The Dolphins have made the playoffs four times since 2000, if you include the year 2000, obviously, and have had yep. eight seasons above 500 since 2000. All right. Yep. Tua is eight and one in his last nine and right. 16 and eight in games played. Right. And two of the, and he has two of the eight winning seasons since 2000 under his belt as a starter of this football team. If it's all the defense, if that's the reason why we keep winning, why couldn't Fitz do this? Why couldn't Rosen do this? Why couldn't Brissett do this? If it's the yeah. defense, listen, I want you to repeat that. We've only had eight winning seasons since 2000. Tua already has been the starting quarterback for a quarter of those. Put that in perspective for a second here. And, you know, Fitz is a gunslinger. Everyone loves Fitzy, and I'm cool with it. But why couldn't he do that? Right. Well, I mean, look, it, it, you hear terms that are used in watching football that automatically get negative connotation, right? You hear the word game manager, right? Yeah. If Tua Tungvaloa becomes an upper echelon game manager that can win football games for you, but he doesn't put up Pat Mahomes numbers. Are you happy with winning? Or do you want to win fantasy football championships? I mean, those are legitimate questions you can ask yourself because look, I, I'm not going to sit here and lie to people. And I've told you this reason. I think Justin Herbert, if I could do it in retrospect, knowing what I know now, I take Justin Herbert probably over to a tongue of a 10 out of 10 times. Right. But at that day, I wanted to a tongue of a You can't go back three years and make it change. Right. Yeah. So it is what it is. As good as Justin Herbert's been as much is he's probably put up way better statistics. Than you want to hear there? Okay. He, two is he has, eight and one. Two is eight and one over his last nine. Right. Four tonight. Herbert was five and four over his last nine. And now he's five and five, right? So, yeah. yeah so, like, I, like, that's exactly my point. And, you know, I would argue that the Chargers have is just, just as much or more talent than the Dolphins do, especially yeah. now. So, I mean, at the and he's definitely had more on the outside at receiver. I mean, Keenan Allen – as much as I love Jalen Waddle as a pure rookie, he wasn't going to be as good as Keenan Allen, but you know what? Maybe he was. Keenan Allen's a top ten right <laughs> runner in the NFL. Yeah, and Mike Williams. I mean, did you watch him tonight? I yeah. mean, I mean, he's a beast, and he has Any a way game better run. Turned into that. So you know? I, again, I don't want to make this about Herbert and them, but at no. the end of the day, like Joe Burrow, get over it. We don't have yeah, Joe Burrow's not the Dolphins' quarterback. No. Justin Herbert's not. No, Tom Brady's not. No, no one is besides Tua Tungavaloa right now. So let's ride with the guy. Let's see what happens. I mean, like. It's not like he went out there and threw four interceptions. I mean, you know, he missed a throw or two, but he played the football. The game? No, he, you know, you could argue that he won us the game because I would say that that throw with fourth and seven and God, Mike McDaniels, I, I love the South Park meme that's out there and people have put Mike McDaniel on it with the wheelbarrow. God, I, I like, oh, I love it. I spit Dunkin' Donuts coffee all over my car the other and day Stu's when I saw walking down with his balls in the wheelbarrow. Right. But, I mean, it takes Marsh, yeah. big ones to make that call. And you know what? It's funny, man, because I think that's a way bigger deal than people are letting it be. Yeah, I'd agree. I you agree, are man. a head coach who's coming in there. If you against Bill not, Belichick. Against bro. Bill Belichick. You want that win on your resume more than what anything was the vibe? in the world. Tell me the vibe in the stadium well, I, I, when I, they I, were I, walking I, up to the line and you guys realized they were going for well, it Well, dude, on here's the seven. thing is, though. Brian Flores would have probably fucking Never. tried to punt, right? Or he would have brought in Jacoby for... For, right, uh, like a stupid scramble. I, I just think that that showed you that Mike McDaniel's not giving you lip service. He actually believes in Tua Tungavaloa. 
That shows you were delivered that, to him. And that throw, I dude, Perfect. people are like minimizing that throw. Perfect throw. Dude, I like that is what you want, dude, is to lead the guy in between three defenders and let Jalen Waddle be fucking Jalen Waddle, yeah. who can accelerate like I've never seen a player before. And look, dude, Waddle was on a little bit like a little bit of a pitch count out there. I mean, like, you know what I mean? It wasn't like the Dolphins were, you know, they, they you know, he had some issues coming into the game and you know, he worked his way through him. Jalen Waddle, man, that dude is tough. Yes. And I, I, I just think it's funny, man. Like, how do you come away? From beating Bill Belichick, your quarterback's 4-0 against Bill Belichick, yet the first thing you want to do is get a shovel and try to throw mud on that dude. Like, how? Like, how is that you being a fan? It's just like being overcritical, man. And, like, it is what it is. I mean, look, you remember the times where we could never freaking beat the Patriots and we had to watch them win Super Bowls while, you know, Terrell Buckley and Larry Izzo was sending pictures back to the Dolphins now with them with the rings, it, giving the figure. Now both two and Mike McDaniel are undefeated. Right, and, and like now we're on to a big test. And, you know, I think my favorite thing about what I saw on Sunday was we've talked about this, man, since we've done this podcast, right? Those three draft picks of that draft with Waddle, Jalen Phillips, and Javon Holland. I don't even, I, and I love Tyreek Hill, and Adam is awesome. That's gravy on top of the mashed potatoes. Those three players are going to be the foundation of this football team, right? Javon Holland gets that awesome pick off the X tip, sets the tone for the defense, right? Then you have Jalen Waddle who catches that touchdown, right? Just unbelievable, game-changing. To go into the half 17-0 versus 10-0, night and day. And then when that ball was smacked out by uh, Cater Kahu, Jalen Phillips, you know, who kind of underwhelmed a little bit as a pass rusher, to be honest. But he jumped on the football and had that fumble. All three of them made big game-changing plays in that game. And I'm telling you, that's just going to be the tip of the iceberg here. I, I, it's The Dolphins are a really, really good football team. They have a chance if Tua continues to develop to be great. And that's my takeaway. And, you know, you don't win on style. Like, look, the Dolphins more than covered the spread times three, right? Like, you know, if you're a betting man, like how many of these people that are pissed off about this offense went and put their life savings on the Dolphins covering the spread, right? Because they, 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 you know, they, what, they win by 13 points. Like, that's not easy to do against anybody in football in the NFL, right? So, you know, it is what it is, man. I'm done with the argue of Tua, though. He's the quarterback. You know, I'm not. I, I've told you this reason in private. Like, hmm. I'm a little. I, I'm a little underwhelmed with Tua Tungavaloa since being. He's since he's been drafted, and I'm. It's okay to admit that, but I still think his best football in Miami is what we're going to see ahead of here. Like, I think this week one was a building block because you know there's no denying like Tyreek Hill's as good as advertised. Mm-hmm. Jalen Waddles as good as advertised. Milk Carton Gasicki, I mean, we need to get him out there catching some balls. But, I mean, God, man, I, I, like, come away pretty excited, even though I expected us to put up more points. Our defense was pretty damn awesome. You know, I, I didn't expect us to just completely shut out the Patriots like that. And the only touchdown they got, let's not sugarcoat it, that was aided by a phantom flag that had no business being thrown. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's true. So, Fins up, man. I like. I, I. What were your thoughts? Did you, I mean, I, you know, we. I. We all picked the game. I think we all picked them to score a little bit more. But like, I don't know, man. Like, that's that's a good win. I mean, like you said, a lot of the national media. Hey, Dolphins took yeah. care of business. You know, like I. It's because at, if this is the like, listen, what people need to realize is what we might have. I think we saw more closer to the floor than we did the ceiling of this offense, and it's like. Sure. We're just gonna like people got to realize, you know. Well, if they get healthy, 
you know, the offensive line is going to get better week by week in this. The, you know, the players themselves in this are going to get more comfortable, more adapted. And let's be honest, like you look at that two with the two of things. Sure, it looks like it grazed Judon's face mask, but it also looked like Tua was about to throw like a curl. Like, because if you look at the bottom of the screen, Jalen Waddle was running a curl as well. And it looked like um, either it was an option route or Tyreek just adjusted. And that's just a chemistry thing. They'll get that down, but that'll take more live reps. Like, you know, I'm not trying to be overly optimistic, but like, you know, the fact that our offense was running very, uh, we only punted once, right? Right. Um, Out of eight drives, you know, like, here's the thing. Can I be honest with you? As much as we need to clean up at the quarterback position in the running back, uh, in the running game, um, and, and again, that comes off the offensive line, in, on the offensive line, and even like I mentioned earlier, you know, with Tyreek rounding out routes and, and such like that, even in, the, in, even in the wide receiver room, everything that we need to clean up and we still put up 20, you know, we still won 20 to 7. We still won quite handedly. And it's like, What's going to happen when these guys get clicking and these guys get going? And, you know, again, let's not undersell. That is a rookie coach in his first game going in and beating Bill Belichick, a man who won five Super Bowls, and all of us can agree. Sure, their offense might be in shambles, but he's a defensive genius. And listen, the thing you mentioned was key, the – Faith he showed in two on that fourth and seven in that conversion. What do you think he's think McDaniel as a coach is thinking about being aggressive on fourth and seven and then converting the way he did and Tua repaying him and making him look brilliant? Or do you think he's 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 thinking about he's stuck like some of these people on that first throw of the game and what happened with Tyreek? No, man. He's thinking about the slant gone to the house because really that's what, at the end of the day, separated this game. I mean, it would have only been six points. Now, again, as far as Tua, I still saw, saw stuff that I've seen over the last two years that he's got to clean up. Absolutely. You know what Wasn't I mean? Wasn't perfect. In, in Was not perfect. Of, yeah, in terms of some misreads on the field, but there's also some misplays because of the offensive line. And also, the happy feet and his decision-making under duress is downright awful at times. And I should not be seeing rookie mistakes in year three and i was seeing that with his decision making and i think it's you know you go back to alabama neil what did saban always say he played he tried to play too much hero ball remember neil didn't he get hurt trying to play a little too much hero ball if i remember correctly in alabama right so it's just stuff he needs to mature it's okay to throw it away or take the sack and live another day he needs to realize that stop worrying about the qbr or whatever it is, just live to see another day. Because I'm going to tell you this much, bro. Can I? Did you? The one thing people are saying, well, you know, I saw a lot of the same. Can you? Can we both agree on this? Was he or was he not sharper over the intermediate level than what we saw the year before? I mean, I mean, he too. No, but did you not notice that? Of and course. especially in this offense, in a West Coast offense, that middle intermediate, you got to be money. That's where you make. That's where you make the plays out of in well, in our offense, and he made them. But you know, it's it's again the passing game, and we'll talk about this when we get into Baltimore. The passing game and the running game, it's going to come down. To that offensive line, my friend. Well, look, the offensive line, I I mean, we talked about this, right? I Taryn Arb said 
played really, really well. Connor Williams played really, really well. Um, and even they Hunt looked rusty good. at times. Okay. Well, yeah. Look, but I mean, there's there's two names. We all know who they are, mm-hmm. and it's Liam Eikenberg and Austin Jackson. That ha- one of them has to become a good football player. It looks like both of them more on his way than uh, Liam on Sunday. That's for sure. Right, Liam Eikenberg looks awful, and and I actually think Austin Jackson getting hurt could be a blessing in disguise. Um, so you know, we signed Brandon Shell to the practice squad. I think Brandon Shell is a better football player right now than Austin Jackson. Uh, you know, I'd rather yeah. have Austin Jackson at left guard than Liam. Eichenberg, well, and, so. and and that's what I'm saying. You could kick him in. I mean, I think for this week, right? And you 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 know better than me. I mean, is it going to be Robert Hunt at right tackle? Um, I don't know. That's a very like Austin Jackson's out, right? Like Austin Jackson's going to be out. So yeah, what I I think what what I've been led to believe or Greg um, Little, what I've been led to believe is Greg Little is going to be at left tackle. Um, oh, so Robert you think Hunt, out? Robert Hunt is well. If Armstead's out, if Armstead and I, sorry, if Armstead and Jackson are out, what I've been led to believe is it's going to be Greg Little at left tackle. Right tackle will be Robert Hunt and then Robert Jones at right guard. Okay, I was told that Tyron Armstead is going to play Sunday. And, I and believe I tr- he will. The, the, I, just, I trust yeah, he I told me that. that. So yeah. it, I, I, it has to be then, I guess, in Armstead, Eichingberg, um, Connor little, Williams. Little. little Little's going to be right a right tackle. tackle. I yeah. Do, Again, I'm going to say something that's going to sound crazy. I think Greg Little's as good as Austin Jackson at this point. So, well, uh, I will say this: he did make me miss Austin. Ja- he had he struggled a little bit more than Austin Jackson when he came in. All oh yeah, I mean, look, I mean, right tackles give me a problem all year long. I, I just truly believe it. I think Robert Hunt's the best option, and you know, we'll see what happens. I mean, look, we're going to need it this week against Baltimore. Like you said, that defensive front is going to be tough. Yeah. But no, overall, like close the page, uh, the chapter on the New England game, one and zero division win. We're a one and zero in the division. Um, you know, Tua statistically finishes what a top six, seven quarterback uh, of the week. Um, you know, no turnovers. We got to see Hill, Waddle, Holland, X make plays. Emmanuel Agba in a new deal got you know played really really well. Christian Wilkins continues to excel. Zach Sealer still continues to be probably the most underrated player in the entire football league. Raquan Davis even looked a little bit better kind of after that first series. Um, our linebackers are a problem. Um, Landon Roberts is really slow to the football. And Jerome Baker is looking like he did the first half of last year, a little bit out of position. Um, you know, I, I hope that turns around because that's a, a lot of money that we're paying on Jerome Baker, and he's a good leader. But, like, you know, we need to get to the football fast, especially when you're pay- playing Lamar Jackson, right? Like, we can't have a game where you know the guys getting to the to getting to the sideline and Atlanta Roberts is you know four seconds too late. You know, I mean, we need those linebackers to get to the ball. You know, I I, I wonder if this is a game where Channing Tindall gets a chance to get on the field a little bit. Hmm. Yeah, maybe. Let's talk about this game. Um, the Dolphins zero and four at M and T Bank since it opened. They have not won there since nineteen ninety seven. Um. You're going to be at the game. It's in your home turf. Right. Lot H. Lot H is where I'll be at 9 a.m. Um, so, like, you know, you look at how these two teams stack up right now. Um, and, you know, again, just off of, you know, a small sample, 
right off one off one game basically um you know they only put up 211 yards to the air last year uh, sorry last week against the jets and they only ran for about um what 63 yards um while the dolphins um you know they put up you know including again we're including sacks here they put up 2 2 242 in the air um 65 so you know you look at both offenses you look at what both um defenses have i mean this might you know you're you think they are and the argument could certainly be made that they are a better front right now than what the dolphins have and the dolphins have a pretty good front um they have a very good safety safety core um marlon humphrey battling an injury marcus peters coming off an injury brandon stevens in their main slot guy we don't know if he's going to come on like they you know if our line can hold up and we just talked about the injuries and this is where i'm going with it if our line can hold up, man, you know, we there might be chances to make some big plays on the field. Um, I want to specifically ask you this, Neil. Do you think our O-line can survive this front based on the injuries you're expected? So Taron Armstead's going to play. Do you think this offensive line can, you know, it, it can, uh, can, do you think they can survive the onslaught that's coming? I think we're going to have trouble running the football. Um and I think the way we got to get out of that is get to to thrive in the short passing game. But you know, like yeah, they only play. allowed eighty three yards last week, right? And we only had sixty five yards. So right. And if you think about it, like let's talk about who's going to be on the field, right? For for Miami, you know, I think Armstead's going to play. I think Austin Jackson's going to be out. Other than that, on the offensive side of the ball, I think we're going to be healthy. On defense, obviously, we're going to miss Byron Jones, and you know, uh, you know, this is a game where I personally would like to have him out there and. I think it was Barry Jackson reported today that he saw him walking around the locker room and he looked fine. Well, man, it would have been nice if we didn't put him on the pit, pup or whatever. So it is what it is, though. But on the Ravens, there's a lot of injuries and a lot of question marks, right? So if you think about it, J.K. Dobbins is going to be coming back. Um, has been limping a little bit a lot all preseason, and, and the Ravens running game has been abysmal. Uh, they brought in Mike Davis. They brought in Kenyon Drake. Justice Hill's there. But it, they have not looked like the Ravens during Lamar Jackson's you know, MVP season. One of the main reasons is there's key players that are injured and not going to play in this game that help that run. First, Nick Boyle is a one of the best blocking tight ends in football. He has not practiced all week. He is likely to be out of this game. Their massive fullback, Pat Ricard, if you remember all offseason before free agency, this is a guy that I wanted in our offense. Um, he has not practiced all week. He's likely going to be out as well. Those two guys not being there to block for Lamar in the running game are huge huge omissions on the Ravens offense um, on the offensive line, Ronnie Stanley. He's practiced a little bit this week in Baltimore did not practice today. Looks like he's going to be out in the left tackle is going to be Pat McCarry. Who's a guy who played center. I think last year when we played him, uh, he's played a little bit of everywhere. I mean, our defensive line should eat against Pat McCarry. I'm just being honest. Uh, Juwan James was their starter last week and he tore his ACL. So he's going to be out. Um, you know, they, and I know Tyler Linderbaum was a guy we all liked reason. Mm-hmm. Well, Quinton Williams ate his lunch last yeah, he's week. No Creed Humphrey um, out the gate. Let's be honest. Yeah, he's definitely, I mean, I think Linderbaum's going to be a good player, but Raekwon Davis, Christian Wilkins, Zach Sealer. I mean, you guys have been good for, for the last, you know, two seasons. Let's keep it up. Let's keep going. Cause that's a guy you should be able to win against. Um, you know, they, 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 you know, the Ravens offensive line isn't what it was when it had Orlando Brown and Ronnie Stanley kind of anchoring it. Let's just say that. On defense, there's a lot of question marks, too. I mean, at corner, 
Marlon Humphrey had a groin injury today, left practice, did not return. He's a gamer. I've heard, you know, more than likely he's going to be out there. Marcus Peters has practiced the last two days. He's a full practice today. Okay. Looks like he's going to come back from injury. They did lose Kyle Fuller to a torn ACL last yeah, week. He was their nickel injury. corner. Yeah. Uh, and then Brandon Stevens, who's who's replaced Kyle Fuller as their number three corner, is likely to be out as missed a couple practices as well. So they're going to be thin at corner. They're going to be ailing at corner. So if you're looking at where the Dolphins should win, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle against a returning Marcus Peters and a banged up Marlon Humphrey with no depth. Cedric Wilson, we paid you seven million a year. Let's go get open, catch the football, right? And then, you know, on the defensive front, Travis Jones is coming back from an injury. He looked awesome during the preseason for the Ravens. Uh, Calais Campbell's still there. Michael Pierce is there. And then the probably one of the best players of football that no one talks about is Justin Matabuki. From Texas yeah. A&M, he's Loved been awesome for the Ravens. Yeah. He's been dominant. He dominated last week. He actually outplayed Quinn and Williams. Um, so, no, uh, getting running lanes is going to be tough. I mean, but look, if you ask me the truth, on paper, I think the Dolphins are a better overall roster than Baltimore. Yeah. Um, you know, the Ravens on defense, I mean – Calais Campbell, Michael Pierce, Justin Houston, they're not the spring young chickens that they used to be. Yeah. Um, you know, I do think that the, a guy that they have that's going to be tough for us against is Chuck Clark. They have Kyle Hamilton and then Marcus Williams. Is, you know, I put him on my top five safeties in football. He had a pick last week. Um, so two is going to have to be smart with the football. But he had like 11 tackles, too. The guy's a machine. Yeah, he's a beast. But, you know, this is a game we should win. But you mentioned something that's really important to me. And it's what our history looks like going into this stadium. And it's a new coach, new team, all that stuff. But, you know, this is a game the Ravens had circled on the calendar, man. When the calendar came out, everyone – This is a revenge game. Yeah. What we did to them last Thursday Night Football, if you remember that, they were the number one seed in the AFC. After that, people started doing the zero blitz against them. Lamar had got injured, didn't really play for the rest of the season. It became Tyler Huntley's team for the end of the year. John Harbaugh doesn't forget. And he is going to come, and they're going to be prepared for the zero blitz. I still think we're going to sprinkle it in. And that's why we showed a ton of zone week one, we know. Yeah, I I think we're going to be a little bit prepared. But, look, there's going to be some game and shit there. But, like, look, Harbaugh, if you remember, a few years back, he beat us 59 to 10 or something in the opener. So, you know, he had it coming to him. And, you know, he's going to try to bring it back to us. And we'll see, man. I mean, the Ravens are definitely limping into this game. Um, Lamar looked really rough for the first half, but then, you know, he started to make some throws down the field. Uh, Devin Duvernay had two touchdowns. So, you know, if you want to know what I think the three key matchups in this game are, it's going to be Devin Duvernay versus Nick Needham. It's going to be whoever is at right tackle on our side. Well, that might be Kadir Kahu because Nick Needham might be on the boundary. Yeah, it could be. Duvernay's out of the slot, right? Yeah, he, he was kind of playing on the boundary last week, though. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they do it. But whoever's covering Devin Duvernay is going to be key because Lamar likes him and he goes to him. I think the other key matchup is going to be whoever our right tackle is against Justin Houston. Houston, I mean, he looked pretty good last week. And then I think the, the, the duo of receivers for Miami, Waddle and Hill against Humphrey and Peters. Those are the three key matchups you got to watch. I mean, you know, look, Justin Tucker's the best kicker in football. We don't want this game to come down to a game-winning field goal, right? Mm. You know, so you think about it that way. I mean, it's 
it's a game that if the Dolphins are becoming who we all want them to be, they win this game. They win this game. And they get ready. They get the real momentum behind them heading into Buffalo. Right. And and then that game, because Buffalo is going to trounce Tennessee on Monday night. I mean, then you're 2 0, 2 0 heading into that game. There's a lot of hoopla around that, right? And yeah. then you worry about Josh Allen. But it, it's, I don't think we're going to get beat 40 to nothing like we did the last time we were in Baltimore. No, either do I, for but sure. But I think it's going to be a tough game. And, you know, what are your thoughts on it? You, you, how, do you, how do you see it shaking out? I don't know, man. I originally picked it, you know, that us to lose this because I know how Harbaugh thinks and he's like almost one of the pettiest coaches in the NFL, right? And then when you heard them talking uh, a couple of days ago about how, you know, they're prepared for the zero blitz and, you know, I, I was like, oh, they've had this circled on the calendar forever. You know, the revenge aspect in their house worries me. Like Home you, opener. Home if, opener. Yeah, if you don't get up early on these guys, uh, you know, I, I the longer it goes without you getting a, you know, a decent substantial lead on them, I, you know, I, I don't like it. Um, you know, hey, like you said, though, if they're the team we want them to be, they'll find a way to win this game. Um, I also think this is a big chance for Tua to shut a lot of people Absolutely, up. Absolutely, dude. You know, even if, even if we lose a close game, but, you know, he's has a really good game at the end of the day, you know, against this kind of defense, I, I think uh, – I think this is a chance for him to to show up, you know, and if, you know, I know they're not as, you know, I know the Patriots defense is not as good, but man, if we get that run game going and Tua can and get some time to sit back there, I, we might shred, you know what I mean? Well, because it, it all we need time, all we need is time for our receivers to exploit their matchups. Well, and one, one thing that definitely is worth noting is that, Wink Martindale is not their defensive coordinator. No, yeah. it's, it's Mike McDonald from Michigan. It's his first year as a defensive coordinator. Early indications are that, you know, the Ravens are really happy with them. They, you know, they just have a revolving door of great defensive coaches there. But yeah. this is his first, you know, taste in the NFL. And I know that he was, you know, under. And he's never John's seen speed like this at whatever level he's well, been at. And that's exactly my point. I actually think that one benefit of this game is that it's early in the season. Yeah. Um, not a lot you know, of tape. Yeah, there's a, not a lot of tape out there on this offense. Plus, I honestly don't think Mike McDaniel showed a lot as of, much yeah. as we thought. He didn't show a lot defensively or offensively, really. Right. Yeah, and and I think that that's going to be key. Like, look, let's be honest. Josh Boyer knows the recipe to slow Lamar Jackson. He did it better than anyone in football last year. Yeah. Can you do it again? Because then and we he made talk- he made the eighty fifth best player in the NFL look very pedestrian on Sunday. So yes, he did. Well, and, and I and I mean this in like genuinely, like if Josh Boyer does it again, and Brian Flores is he's, it? Yeah, he's going to get ahead. He's going to be one of the hottest head coaching candidates. I mean, there, there. I mean, this is a huge opportunity for the Miami Dolphins for Tua Tagovailoa for Josh Boyer for Mike McDaniel. Yeah. This I first mean, four games, really, because I think, bro, I'm gonna tell you this: if they're two and one or three and zero oh, walking into Thursday night in Cincinnati, oh, well, oh Dolphins, boy, I mean, look, dude, the Ravens are the one of the most well-respected franchises in football for yeah. good reason, right? Like, yeah. this is it. I don't care what, like, look at their. You know that Joe Flacco has won as many playoff games as any quarterback in football history, not named Tom Brady. Like, Do you know that if Mike <laughs> McDaniel wins this weekend. He will be only the second coach in Dolphin history, and and second rookie, co- second first time coach, first year coach 
and in Dolphin history to start off two and zero because the first one to do it was Jimmy Johnson in nineteen ninety six. Wow, I mean that that's that's amazing, man, and that's that's what I'm saying. Like, and I'm looking, man, and I'm looking at the forecast, and I'm getting Brick Hamlin in here uh, to do the weather here, and <laughs> it's looking like 84. Yeah, it's gonna be nice skies on sun on Sunday, man. Yeah, so I was just looking. I was nice... just looking at it, man. It's gonna get up to like, well, kickoff. It should be around 79, and then it's gonna get up to 83, um, and it's gonna feel like 84 by the fourth quarter. Right. So, I mean, that's, you know, it's going to be a nice, clean day. I think that's good when you have a lot of speed on your offense. Like, you, you don't want it to be wet and rainy. It's been raining a crap ton here in Baltimore lately. So, I'm happy that that rain is have subsided. And, you know, I think it's off to the races here. Like, the way to win this game is to give Tua Tungavaloa enough time to challenge the corners. If Tua has time to challenge the corners, Waddle and Hill will win. If he's under pressure... And, you know, we're constantly, you know, with our, you know, linemen getting pushed three, four yeah, yards back in the, the backfield. Going. Right. I mean, that that is, you know, and you got to. I'm going to tell ball. you this right now. That's the secret to success. If we get the run game going, we will be fine. I mean, look, the, the Ravens, I mean, the Jets had some offense against them. I mean, Joe Flacco threw for 300 yards last week, guys. I mean, this is this isn't your 2000 Ravens defense. Um, I, you know, man, I, I look, I, I tell this, to, to, I live here. I want to win this game more than any game on our calendar besides beating Josh Allen next week. Like, I'm just being honest. Like, yeah. this is the game that I want to win big time, man, because I hate getting a 300 text messages from people telling me how much the Dolphins suck when we lose to the Ravens, you know, but at the yeah. end of the day, man, like, I just want to see this team change the narrative. And, and I think that the, the journey's in their hands here, you know, like we all can talk about every throw that everyone makes and every block you go out there and you went on the road against Baltimore and then everyone's going to take notice of you. And that's what you want. You want the narrative to change about this franchise, right? Like I, I like this team can win this game. I'm not going to say they should, but I say, I'm saying they can. And if they want us all to feel that this team's different, go make a statement Sunday, go make a statement. Like that's, that's how you change the narrative here. So what do you got? How do you got the? How do you see this ending uh, out? I got us. Well, I'm all that. positive, but here's the train's gonna go strike. Look, I, I have the Ravens winning this game, 26 to 16. Um, I think the Ravens are tough at home. I think Lamar's in a contract year. I think they've had this circled and starred. I think they kind of overlooked the Jets, which is probably why it was kind of close for so long. I I think they're really amped up for this Dolphins game. The town is trust me. Everybody talks, calling in like, hey, you remember what Miami did to us last year? And, you know, when I say it's 26 to 16, you know, there's an obvious thing there. There's no touchdowns, right? One touchdown. Like, I, I have to see this offense click for me to say it's going to click. And I kind of saw glimpses of it last week. But I want to see it. And, you know, I, I unfortunately think that the challenge is going to be the Ravens defensive front for offensive line. Um Matabuki is going to eat against Eichenberg. So, I mean, you're going to get to see how Mike McDaniel can adjust. You know, the best kind of ability is adaptability. What are you going to have to slow down that defensive front? Mm. What are we going to do? Can we get the ball out quick in space to Tyreek and Waddle? Are we going to have time to have plays develop and challenge downfield? Yeah. I, 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 you know, we have two really – or I would say we have one great offensive lineman – 
two good to a really good lineman in Hunt and Connor Williams. But, man, we have two really, really bad ones. And, I mean, we also don't know the combination yet, so we'll see that come game day. But mm-hmm. Eichenberg scares me, man. I, I He's the worst player that starts on this football team. Um, he shouldn't be in at left guard, in my honest opinion. Um, I'm, I'm kind of shocked because I actually liked his tape coming out of Notre Dame a lot. Yeah, I thought he was Mr. Reliable. I didn't think he had the athleticism, but he had that look of, like, that tough, sturdy offensive lineman. But at the end of the day, man, I, I think left guard has got to be a position that we have a plan B for. And, you know, you got to watch the tape, and you'll see. I mean, if you put on the tape, the Ravens' defensive front was awesome last week. And, you know, the Jets all over the line, it, I mean, I know Becton's hurt. Yeah, but it's not I, that bad. So I think George Fant might not have played either. But they, you know, they have, you know, they had the dude from USC, Elijah Vera Tucker, they drafted early. They yeah. got Lakin Tomlinson in there. I mean, they got some decent players there, and the Ravens just had their way with them, man. So, hey, you know, I hate to be Mr. Negativity. I hope I'm wrong. I, I can't wait to be there. I know that a lot of Dolphin fans are coming in town. Again, I'll be in lot H ready to rock and roll, man. And I hope that I'm wrong because if we do, I'm just telling my boss now I'm not coming into work Monday. Um, you know, I'll be down there at the uh, Horseshoe Casino enjoying some celebration and um, some celebratory cocktails. Yeah, I'm, I'll save my score prediction for Finside the NFL preview show on Friday night. Um, but I just don't see how we're – I haven't settled on a score yet. I just don't see us winning um, this game. I, I Listen, I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm dead wrong because I'm going to tell you this much. If we win this game heading into Buffalo, it will be insufferable. So, well, can, we, can we agree also that the one thing, if we lose a game but we fight hard, it's a close I'm game. I'm fine with that. The sky's not falling, right? Like, no. it's, not, it's, not, you know, it's not like, you know, Chicken Little and the sky's falling. Like, it, the, like people think about – Dude, you want me to be honest? Year. I think we're going to make big plays on Sunday. Like, I'm actually leaning towards – listen, the score I'm leaning towards right now, I haven't settled on, but the score that keeps popping in my head is 31-28, Ravens. Okay. I mean, that's yeah, that's adjusted Tucker Field. And I look – You know, and if we get that, if we get that kind of production and we miss by, like, a hair in that kind of building, that's still something to build off of. Well, I have the Ravens losing to the Bills in the AFC Championship, man, so – I think highly of the Ravens. If you remember before we beat them and, yeah. you know, they, they still had half their freaking starters out last year yeah. and we're, you know, at more yeah. than the midway part, part being the number one seed in football. They overcame a lot. They're well coached team at home. They're one of the best teams at football. And that's it. I mean, look, the Dolphins just have a murderer's row of games to start, but Hey, yeah. again, anything can happen. You know, we any given reason, Sunday, bro. Oh, reason you remember when we had our Twitter space, and me and you literally were like had the shovels out and we put six feet of dirt on top of the coffin of the dolphin season and said they had no chance. And they went out there and shot yep. the freaking world. Let's do it again, baby. Any given Sunday. All yep. right, man. Always a pleasure doing this. Um, we'll be back next week. Hopefully, we're celebrating a victory, brother. Absolutely, man. And you know, again, and enjoy it and I don't know, man. It, I, I, we'll see what happens after the game, but yeah, I'm uh, sure you'll be I don't think I'm going to be on Twitter until Monday morning either way. <laughs> Buddy, I can't wait for the uh, tweets when you got a couple of soda pops rolling through you, bro. So. Oh, don't worry, man. That's, uh, that's, uh, <laughs> I'm going to have four hours of uh, pregaming in by the time the game kicks off. So that's, 
for me at 40 years old, man, that's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Um, guys, right. we'll be back next week when we dive back fin too deep. Until next time, everyone, stay happy, healthy, safe, and blessed. And as always, fins up.